0: C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity, he said, God designed the human machine to run on himself. He himself is the fuel our spirits were designed to burn or the food our spirits were designed to feed on. There is no other. God cannot give us a happiness and a peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. And you know, the older I get, the more it is very exciting to be a believer. And there's only one thing in my life and in your life that can satisfy the thirst within us. Only one thing. And that's why this guy John Piper and Sunder and Jim Sabala... And many others that are out there have a connection with people. Because there's people who are looking and understanding that we were made for God. We were made for his pleasure. We were not made for anything else but for that. And you don't click into that, you find no satisfaction whatsoever. None. And the older I get, I really understand this now. And it's getting exciting for me. Really exciting. The physical can never satisfy the thirst of the spiritual. The physical can never satisfy the thirst of the spiritual. I want to read this to you. In John chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. I don't have it on the screen. Apologize. I'm old school. So if you have a Bible, and if you don't, that's cool too. Because a lot of people in our church don't. They have the phone. Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. This woman tried to satisfy her thirst with something physical. By having five husbands, I think that's pretty physical. What do you think? And then the one that she has is not even her husband. You know, I often think, you know, we tend to think, oh, what a wretched woman. But I think we're all in this boat. I think Jesus is reaching out to all of us. And until we see our depravity, do, will we really enjoy Christ? I really believe that. Truly believe that. Blaise Pascal. 300 years ago, there is a God-shaped vacuum in all of our hearts. A God-shaped vacuum. And it doesn't matter if you're not a Christian or you're a Christian, it's still there. The only thing that can fill that is the Spirit of Christ. He's the only one. And I want to read this to you. Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet, they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end this woman tried to satisfy this God-shaped vacuum with all these men, with relationships. And I'm telling you, I really believe that even now I understand why I was addicted to drugs and all this stuff that was in my life is because it it wasn't really the bad stuff on the outside. It was this God-shaped vacuum. I was trying to fill it to satisfy myself. And only God can do that. And the minute I met Jesus 35 years ago, I'm telling you, you don't know what I was like. I almost threw my TV out on the the 8th floor. I was in love with Jesus Christ. I knew that God made me for himself. I knew it. I knew that God made me for his pleasure. That's why when you come to communion, this is not some ritual God offered His life so that he could, you could be His pleasure. The pleasure that He has from you. He doesn't need us. It's just tremendous pleasure for the Lord. For the Lord. I want God to invade us. I need it. You need it. I need more of the Spirit. I really do. I need it so bad it's not funny. I'll tell you why I need it. When I keep going, and only Jesus Christ can satisfy this thirst I have. It's like, it's incredible thirst as I get going on this. Incredible thirst. I don't want accolades. I don't care if anybody knows about me. I want Jesus. I want Christ. I want to be close to Jesus. I know that he was made. I was made for him. I know that now. After, I'm going to be 60 years old in one month. Can you imagine? eh? I didn't think I was going to make it when I was 25 to 26. And I made 60. And man, it's been a tremendous journey with Christ. Watching people change before my eyes. But that's not my satisfaction. My satisfaction is Jesus Christ. Now I know. It's coming to me sharper and sharper and sharper. Because... One day, I'm not going to be able to reach souls. I'm not going to be able to serve. I'm going to have Jesus, and He's my reward. He's your reward. If you don't get that, church is going to be boring. Everything you do will be boring, because it all comes from Jesus. And when you're satisfied in Him, everything else becomes satisfied. I'm starting to see it. I'm getting it. I'm not like Piper. I, I don't think I'm there. I don't think I'm like Sunder. I don't think I'm there. I don't think I'm like Sunder. I don't think I'm there. But I'm coming. I'm coming, man. I'm coming behind them. It's coming. Because John 4:14, 4, this is what it says. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water Welling up to eternal life. God wants to enter us not just once, but He wants to fill us so we're overflowing, that He gets glory from our lives. You know, when, we get, when He gets glory from our lives, we get joy from Him. It it's, goes hand in hand. When you glorify God, you get joy. Anything else, that's where it really comes from, joy, when you glorify the Lord. I could, I feel it when I sing. Do you? There's something about worship. God made it so that we change. God made it so that we're joyful. We should be the most happiest creatures on earth. I'm serious. I'm not. I went through something heavy in our church. I had to go on a three-month sabbatical. But I had to... You know what I did to get back my joy? I had to go back to the basics. I had to go back to my first love. Sunders was going to talk to me on Thursday about my little sabbatical. What I did was this. I was blown away. I can't tell you what went down, but it freaked me out. But I'm still standing because of Jesus Christ. But three months, I just went and I... Did a trip of all my street, when I was a street kid, from 15 to 19, all to the north, throughout the north. And every time I saw where I almost died, God said, I saved you. I saved you. I saved you. I saved you. And every time he said that to me, I saved you so that you would meet me when you were 25. And I fell in love with the Lord again. Three months. Came back. Came back the source of my satisfaction is Christ I'm back even my church knows I'm back you have to do this too you have to come back to your first love you have to in order for it to really become enjoyable what we do because it is enjoyable serving the Lord what a privilege whatever you do for Jesus he's allowed us to find satisfaction in it we serve him C.S. Lewis, the more we let go, the more we let God take us over, the more truly ourselves we become, because he made us. He invented all the different people that you and I were intended to be. It is when I turn to Christ, when I give up myself to his personality, that I first begin to have a real personality of my own. You get it? When I really give myself to the Lord. Then the Lord comes in and he really makes me who I really was. I have had such a struggle. with the cinder knows it too, man. I've had such a struggle because I've had no approval. I was looking for approval. You know what? Not no more. No more. I used to. Not no more. I used to get down and wait for you to hear me. Oh, did you ever do a wonderful job? Approval. Now I don't care. It's history. I don't care no more. God made me the way I am and he loves the way I am. He loves the way you are. That's why he wants you to be who you are but you only can be like that when he takes control of you and you start to really shine your personality. That's what the Lord wants for all of us. Not to copy anybody. No copycats. Everybody's an original here. And when the Lord takes control of you, boy, it gets beautiful, the body of Christ. In our church, it's wonderful. There's no control, no nothing. I just sit there and I watch. And people, it's just unbelievable how the Holy Spirit can move. If you let Him have control, it won't get out of control. It'll be in more control than you ever can imagine. And I've watched it. I'm trying to do it more and more to let Him have control. Here, here, Lord, come, come. Welcome, welcome. And that word keeps coming to me. I want an invasion of the Holy Spirit. The same way I got saved, I didn't do anything to get saved. I didn't even cry out. All I did was whimper. And all of a sudden, he just came. And I just changed. I want the same thing for sanctification right now. I want it to happen again. Do it, Lord. Do it today. Do it in Rexall Lines Church when I got saved up there. Do it again. What a way. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have it happen again? Right now, Lord. Right now. He can do it today. Do you believe that? Does everybody believe that? Or do we just come to church just to hear people? He can do it. I believe it. I come here today very, very inadequate. Every time I preach. And I just believe it's the Holy Spirit that does this work. And He's got to invade me. All I have to do... Hey, you ever hear this? And I used to do it too. I need more of the Holy Spirit. I need more of the Holy Spirit. You, you hear that? eh? You know what God's saying? No, 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 no. I need more of you. I need more of you. And then I can give you more of me. And somebody even prayed it. Help me get out of the way. That is true. I need more. He needs more of me. How do I do that, Lord? Becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Becoming like that. There is something really powerful that we got in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that it's not just old news. This is powerful. If you enter into it by faith, it can grab a hold of your heart and change you. I believe that. I've always believed it. I just don't know what's happening right now with me. He wants more of me. I can feel it. Even when I preach. More. He wants more of you. Imagine if he gets all of you, then you have all of Jesus, and Jesus gets glorified. That's what he's looking for. He can't glorify himself in a flesh. Just flesh. It has to be the Spirit of God. May God help us all. You know what we have to do? We have to come to the end of ourselves we have to come right to the very end. It doesn't matter who you are. The flesh is like an onion. You keep peeling it. It's still there. Are you with me? Just peel it. This ha- What? I did that? What? And then you go to the Lord. You come to the end of yourself. He fills you. And then again. But there has to be some place where you come to the end of yourself that God can fill you. He can take the place of you. And man, does God use all kinds of people to do this. Doesn't he? He really does. He does it in the church real good. Hey, I'm blessed to be a pastor. So Sam, so Sunder, We're blessed. But oh, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm real blessed. Yeah, just hit me again, man. Just hit me again. I'm blessed. Oh yeah. But we're blessed. You know why we're blessed? In three months of my sabbatical, this is why God said we're blessed. Because you become more like me, Miles, if you stick with it. A pastor has to submit to the Spirit or get out. Elders have to submit to the Spirit. Oh, don't be an elder. It's just show. I'm going to be saying that to my elders. It's show. God wants people filled with the Spirit, working, coming to the end of themselves. There's nothing. We have nothing. I have nothing to offer you. Only the Spirit, only Christ. Listen to this. Now, the gentleman that I'm going to quote, I don't agree with him. But what he says, I agree. Okay? And before I do this, the greatest discovery that you could ever make today or ever is that you, without Jesus, you're nothing. And you can do nothing. But I'm not talking about our brain, where the Holy Spirit makes a revelation. I can do nothing, and I am nothing. All of a sudden, something, transformation happens. Greatest discovery you can ever make. Here's what this guy says. His name is Peter Youngren. goes, one common denominator between the Canaanite woman and the Roman centurion, those with great faith, the only two that God said great faith, is that they were at the end of themselves. Never saw that before. This is exemplified repeatedly in the Bible. Elijah was filled with fear. He wanted to die because of the threatening words spoken by Jezebel. At the low point, he met God and walked 40 days in the strength of the divine encounter. Joshua sat with his face between his knees, a posture of discouragement, when he saw the captain of the Lord's host. This divine encounter changed everything, and Joshua, with the people of Israel, marched around the walls of Jericho until they came down flat with the ground. Joseph was in the pit of despair in the dungeon of the prison and at the end of himself when God exalted him to the palace in Egypt. Simon Peter had utterly failed by denying Jesus. In the state of despair, he encountered the Holy Spirit and preached, and 3,000 were saved. The patriarch Jacob demanded God's blessing, but it was not until he was wounded in his hip and limped that the blessings came. He had to come to the end of himself. This happens to all of us because the end of ourselves is the flesh, and God's dealing with our flesh so that he can, you, we can make room, like you were saying. We, he, we make room when the end Just come to the end of ourselves. Well, this has happened to me, like I said, as a pastor, all the way through my whole ministry. And I'm in here because I really do love the Lord, and I do want to submit. I'm here, and he knows my heart. I don't have to tell you that. He knows. So that's why I'm here. But you keep coming to the end of yourselves, and you go, oh, can I do it again? Uh, You think I can do it again, Lord? Well, this is what happened to me. Two years ago, I don't want to talk about the thing in the church, I want to talk about two years ago. Two years ago, I came to the end of myself. And what happened was, I, I, I thought, just like any normal day, I'm going to come up and I'm going to preach on Sunday. So I started preaching. And I, saw, I was preaching on, on eternity. And I said, okay, well, everybody, you better be, get ready because you never know when you're going to hit eternity. You'll have no breath. All of a sudden, boom! I dropped to my knees. And I had a heart attack. Two years ago. Right in the pulpit. My wife... And she's says, Don't joke. Don't joke. <laughs> <laughs> and and I like on a, I'm like, this, I'm like this, And I, I get up. You you don't. I don't know if you had a heart attack, but man, I was sweating and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't see anybody. I'm going. What the is this? <laughs> you know. And uh, my w- daughter's in in uh, PSW. She knows a little bit about this stuff. and She comes and says, Dad, I think you're having a heart attack. I said, you got to be joking. I don't think so. And I couldn't stand. So I go to the hospital. And I come in and I, I still don't think I had a heart attack. You know how crazy I am, eh? And God's bringing me to the end of myself. I didn't even know it was a God crisis. Now I see it. You'll hear it. And I went into hospital the whole church prayed for me. Everybody. That was a great prayer meeting, man. Everybody just said praise for me, man. Like, See, I have a heart attack. Everybody prays. What a way to get everybody, uh, the troops going, eh? <laughs> you don't want to try it. Try it. And they're praying, they're praying. And I'm going, oh, I think I'm going to go to the hospital. They all go to the hospital with me, the whole church. Do they love me? Oh, my church is a wonderful church. They're All there, everybody, elders, everybody's there. I thought it's still, I don't even know what it is. I didn't think it was a heart attack. And they have this thing they stick in your arm, and as soon as they find it, it's an enzyme called troponin, I don't know. And the guy comes in, and I'm on the thing, and I go, he's going, you're ha- you've had a heart attack. I know i had a heart attack. No, you're having a heart attack right now. Uh, right now? Yes. We've got to get you in. It's the main one. Let's go. we got to go. Rip my clothes off and everything. I'm going, what the? What's going on, man? And this is where you come to the end of yourself, because you have nothing to depend on. Nothing. I'm serious. It's really heavy. I'm sitting there, and my wife looks at me and says, you're afraid, eh? I said, what, you joking? (laughs) And I, I, I know I have faith in Jesus, but I was freaking. Literally freaking. I was freaking, man. I ripped my clothes off and everything, and I'm going in, and I I just said, "This is all. This is not. I'm no spiritual guy when it came to this, man." I just looked up and I said, "Lord, I've trusted you all this way, but now is this it? Am I coming to you? Will you help me? Please help me." And all of a sudden, I'm sitting down. I've read my Bible. I've heard Sunder preach. I've heard the voice of the Lord. I've heard... Never heard it like this, man. Never heard God's voice like this. It was like... I can't explain it. It was deep in my soul. And I was on the thing. And I was lying down. And it was deep in my soul. It was like an echo. It was so powerful. It was right from eternity, I think. And God said, You're safe. Trust me. And when I heard it, I just peace. I can't explain it. Never had anything happen like that. Just lied back. And then the the cardiologist that's operating are doing the thing in me. He says, at the same time, you're safe. We have the the problem. My eyes went like this. I said, you're really there, man. Wow. (laughs) Like I believe in him but wow, when you hear the voice of the Lord. He filled me. He filled me in a way I never knew. I'm not as scared to die. I don't care. If I go now, I go. He's there. He's waiting. I'm telling you. Yeah, you could say, yeah, I believe in it. But I heard him. I heard him. I heard him. And I came to the end of myself. And it's not bad because I got more of Jesus now. Are you hearing me? And God, He wants us to keep coming to Him. Even after that experience now, it's, that's why in two years, man, Sam, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I have to be careful. My wife goes, You know, could you just cool it, man? Like, you think I was nuts before. And everyone, like, this is, and a, a Muslim came to the Lord in the last two years Omar. He just got baptized. But I have a feeling it's because of this. There's an infilling. A power. Not talk. Power. Comes from the Spirit. And I keep coming to Him. And I keep coming to Him. And I keep coming to Him. I don't stop. And it's fun coming to Him. Jesus said this. John seven thirty seven and thirty eight on the last and greatest day of the feast Jesus stood and said in a loud voice If anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink Whoever believes in me as the Scripture has said Streams of living water will flow from within him and I just can feel it It's like that It's there's no you don't do anything I can't It's not how much you can read your Bible Not how much you go to church It's faith The Holy Spirit Now I see it Ask him Fill me (laughs) Right away Unless there's sin in your life. But if there's nothing, he'll fill you right away. I went and a new person in our church comes and sees me and says, come and have dinner with me. I went and I have dinner and I, I have the, I don't know what's going on. I said, you got a thirst for God. You gotta thirst for God. I said, this guy goes, well, what if you don't even thirst? What do you do then? I almost got checkmate. Oh, I said, do you know what you do? That's what I said. I had to write it down. As you, by faith, drink from the Spirit, your thirst for God increases. It is in drinking, your thirst intensifies. It's when you drink, God, this amazing living water, intensifies the thirst for God. And it's working in my life like that. It's incredible. And this is what Keith Price says. This guy, thirsting after God book. You do not refuse food because you are weak. You are ate a week ago, nor does the temporary satisfaction from the drink. One drink lasts for long. So it is spiritual. But here's the big difference. When it comes to the spiritual, the drink itself will actually intensify your thirst, bringing not lasting satisfaction, but greater longing. Once we taste and see the Lord is good, we become hooked. I mean, I'm talking about really touching him like I touched him two years ago. And I have through the years, but that was heavy for me. I got hooked. I really got hooked by myself. Not, no show, no When I get up and preach, different. I want more of Christ. I want the church to have more of Christ. That's why you're the bride. He's the bridegroom. Nobody in, in, in place of Jesus. I want you to be hooked like me. We shall keep wanting more. The promise you will never thirst again, John 4, 14, does not mean you will never want more, but that you'll have the supply within us. We long for this, don't you? Oh, I long for it, the invasion of the Spirit. I'm finished? How much time? Tell me. Do I got five more minutes? Okay, thank you. I didn't want to go over. I wanted to really honor this man. Seriously. Truthfully. Listen to this, and I'm finished, and then I'm going to give one call. And I was going to do it at the end. I'm not going to do it at the end. No, I'm not. Sorry. I'm going to do it right now with this thing. Because I heard God speak to me when I was singing. How I'm going to call. How he wants you to come to the communion table. Listen to this. Smith Wigglesworth. Quite a name, eh? <laughs> Some people only come with a very small thought concerning God's fullness. And a lot of people are satisfied with a thimbleful. And you can just imagine God saying, oh, if they only knew how much they could take away. Other people come with a larger vessel and they go away satisfied. But you can feel how much God is longing for us to have such a desire for more. Such a longing as only God himself can satisfy. I suppose you women would have a good idea of what I mean from the illustration of a screaming child being taken about from one to another. But never satisfied till he gets to the bosom of his mother. You will find that there is no peace, no help, no source of strength, no power, no life. Nothing can satisfy the cry of a child of God but God's Spirit. God has a special way of satisfying the cry of his children. He is waiting to open to to us the windows of heaven until he has so moved in the depths of our hearts that everything unlike himself has been destroyed. There need no one in this place go away dry, dry, dry. God wants you to be filled, my brother and my sister. And this is not a one-time deal. But there is something where we put a stake in the ground. And if you're at the end of yourself and you put the stake, then you keep coming. God starts to initiate a thirst. And when that st- thirst starts happening, you start coming. There's so much enjoyment in it. And this is where, what I would like to say to you when you take this communion. I want this verse to ring home. It used to be an evangelistic verse. It's not for me. This is for the church. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. So when I'm preaching, he's knocking. That's the word. Boom, boom, boom. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me when you come to communion, if you are at the end and you want more of God, it's faith. And God can give you something that's so amazing, it'll even blow you away. That's what I'm challenging you to do. In your heart, if he's knocking, let him come in more and more. Let him come. Let him come, church. Let him come. Let us have communion with Jesus. The, the Benevolent Fund. The Benevolent Fund is back there, and you can stick your money in there. <laughs> <First>. <laughs> and uh, uh, elders, if. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, is right. yeah. that right? If you need prayer, the elders are here. They'll pray for you. Let me pray. Lord, am I ever glad that you set us free? I know you're real, and I know you're real to a lot of people here. And for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of your glorious riches, you may strengthen each person. in your your spirit, in their inner being, so that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith, Lord. And I pray that they would be rooted and established in love and may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And that everyone in this room would know this love that surpasses knowledge. That they would be filled right now to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him, who is able to do immeasurably more, Than we could ever ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within every person in this place to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and we all said